From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling, the um, edition talking about fantasy and betting in the National Football League for week 13. I think the buys are done, Danny, are they? They are all done, yeah. They are all done. Uh, um, uh, Danny Fleck is with us, obviously, for this. Um do you want to say anything about the Giants? Do you want to give a uh, a uh, eulogy for them? Not really, no. Um, you know, I was really impressed with what they did in the first half. They were dominating that game. They were taking it to them. They were running Barkley. They were getting Eli out of the pocket. They were getting everything they wanted to. And defensively, they were doing just enough to keep Philadelphia at bay. Um, you know, the killer came at the end of the half. And, you know... They were moving the ball at will. They were inside the 20 with about 25 seconds left, two timeouts. I understand the thought process about going for it, you know, trying to get another touchdown to really put the game away. However, that that pass wasn't just there. It, it wasn't there. I don't know what Eli was seeing, but it wasn't there. So for me to sit back here and say, well, you know, it was a a bad play, bad luck, whatever you want to say it was, it wasn't because when you look at the replay, he had guys underneath that could have gotten 10 yards, take a timeout, take a couple shots in the end zone, you don't know if you get a pass interference or what, you know. But at that point in the game, with the way the game was going, at 19-11 was the score, you got to get that field goal there at least to give you a 22-11 lead going to halftime, and it really puts you in a situation where you're you're still the one that they're chasing, and then you're not the one chasing them. I think once that interception happens, the, the game flipped, and the Giants were going to be chasing Philadelphia the rest of the game. So I, I was impressed with their last two-and-a-half games. You know, then they still had a shot there to potentially win the game. And, you know, it was just deja vu all over again from last year. You know, game-winning field goal by Jake Elliott, who um, just doesn't seem to want to miss against the Giants. And I'm sure he'll miss next week uh, a chip shot. So um, it sucks. The season's pretty much done. You know, there was something on PMT when I was listening to it earlier this week that apparently Gettleman told Shermer to not get the ball to Barkley and Odell. And um, maybe if that's true or not, I don't know if that's true or not, but, you know, it kind of seems that way because neither of them did anything in the second half. So, um, disappointing way to to lose that game, but uh, I just think the progress they've made both on the offensive line um, and in the secondary has been impressive. Uh, I think that their roster has been depleted the entire year. I think if they can draft well next year and maybe make some smart free agent signing, that they could be... A 500 team, yeah, it's not exactly what you want, but I'll take anything over three and thirteen or four and twelve. To be honest with you, at this point. Um, we are now going to dive into um, talking about the lines and the fantasy for this week, starting with. New Orleans and Dallas. This is a must-win for Dallas. Uh, New Orleans is rolling. They're seven-point favorites on the road, uh, or, or, or at least that's what they opened at. That tells you a lot, Danny. Seven-point favorites on the road. Um, how do you see this game? So I think if you can get the Saints at seven, you take the Saints. Um, that half a point always scares me a little bit when it's over a touchdown just because you lose the opportunity 
push the game if it is a seven-point game. But I think either way, I'm, I'm leaning towards the Saints here because uh, I just don't know if Dallas gets behind what it is that they will be able to come back. Um, they got lucky at the last week. They played well defensively and were able to, to really hold Washington at bay. They, you know, were coming back at four times. I'm sorry, five years. I bet the Saints played the game last week against the Falcons. Uh, it was a short week, coming off a couple of emotional games. I was on the Falcons last week at plus 13, and you know they should have covered at the end of the day. But I, I think the Saints will can jump out to the lead in a blink of an eye. And if you're Dallas, are you going to be able to get 90-yard touchdown passes again? I don't think so. Uh, so I'm leaning towards the Saints in this game. All right, um, betting yeses, betting noes for this week. Yeah, so it's a weird week. We're starting to see the value of underdogs maybe increase a little bit depending on on the situation. Favorites are being laid down pretty heavily, too. Yeah, and, and to that point, just stop right there. I, I just noticed this. So, uh, uh, sorry to interrupt. Kansas City opened as a whopping 15-point favorites over Oakland. And Green Bay... Problematic Green Bay is 14-point favorites they opened over Arizona. The, the, the Chiefs line I get, the Packer line is absurd. Yeah, and you know, Green Bay is going to be a public team as long as Aaron Rodgers is there. Uh, you know, For me, I'm staying away from Green Bay just because last week they looked good early. Like I thought that that was going to be a game at the end of the day, you know, I went to bed at halftime because I was all football out after, you know, Thanksgiving and everything else like that, uh, but they, they jump out quick to a quick lead, you think that they, you know, that might be a shootout at the end of the day, I wake up and do the score with 24-17, and I saw some more blunders by McCarthy in short distances, uh, you know, third shorts, fourth shorts, whatever they were, and, you know, when Green Bay was a big favorite last time at home it was against the Bills and uh, they, they definitely covered that game uh, chances are they covered this game too but I, I don't want to bet on it I want to stay away from it Green Bay is one of those teams I swore off after the Seattle game because they're just too unpredictable from their play calling perspective and it's just funny to read some of the articles coming out about Aaron Rodgers and that maybe he's doing this on purpose and, you know that, that was an article I read on the ringer this week that maybe one of the reasons why they suck so bad is he's purposely playing under his capability to get McCarthy fired to get something new, you know, in that in that uh, area. So uh, staying away from that game. The Chiefs game you brought up, I love the Chiefs this week. Coming off a bye, Andy Reid is amazing. I think his teams overall are like 18 and two ATS, and uh, they're just playing a team right now in Oakland that just has no motivation to do anything. They lost by 14 points to a rookie QB that can't throw the ball. Um, now you're going up against a team that can sling it around the field. I just don't see any reason why uh, Oakland stays in this game. And, and keep in mind, too, when you're, when you're laying these big favorites, keep in mind the situation. Kansas City needs to win, and they need to win because they need to stay ahead of the Steelers and the Patriots. So um, I love casing this game. I'm taking that minus 15. I think the only way I don't take them is if it goes to like minus 17, but uh, you should feel comfortable taking the Chiefs in that game. And another big spread, the Rams. Love the Rams, minus 10 in Detroit. 
Detroit's a mess offensively. Uh, the Rams, again, are also coming off a bye, and they also need to win. They need to win and win pretty impressively in case it comes down to tiebreakers or whatever it might be. Um, indoors, no weather issues, nothing like that. Uh, they're probably a little bit more healthy than they were a couple of weeks ago. Like Khalif's supposed to be back apparently this week. So we'll see what kind of spark he gives them on defense. But love the Rams this week at minus 10. Uh, and then the, the lines that you want no part of. Uh, I'm staying away from Indy and Jacksonville. I know that Indy's been hot. Um, I think we talked about it last week that I liked Miami in that game, and that was because Indy shouldn't have been that big of a favorite uh, in any game. This, this scream trap game to me for a number of different reasons. You know, the heat in Florida, depending on what the weather's like, uh, a team that has no nothing to fight for. But these are the types of games that potentially they, they show up for. It's a divisional game. Andrew Luck has been on fire. You know, there's a possibility of a letdown after a, an emotional win last week. Um, I'm staying away from this game. The line keeps on creeping up a little bit, too. So uh, I'd stay away from that game. Atlanta, Baltimore, done with Atlanta for the year. Can't, can't figure out what type of team they are. You know, just when you think you haven't figured out, they, they go out there and shit themselves and, and fumble it three times in the red zone. I think that game's a pick em or minus one, plus one, whatever it is. Staying away from Atlanta. And um, trying to think of another one uh, that I, I don't like this week. But uh, I think Washington, Philadelphia is another one to keep an eye out, uh, to stay away from, actually. It's plus six and a half, it's minus six and a half or, or minus seven, whatever that might be. Philadelphia won last week, but for me to come away, I watched that entire game. I wasn't impressed with anything that they did. You know, they are on, I think, borrowed time, and you know the Giants probably would have put a nail in the coffin last week for them if they would have won. But um, Washington still has something to fight for. To, to be honest, like they they can still win the division. So uh, I think that game is going to be tough. You know they have an extra day of rest after the Thanksgiving game too, which should help them out get healthy. They've been kind of a mess there. So um, Washington, Philadelphia, I stay away from that game. Uh, and then another couple games I like. I'm going to throw some bonus picks in there. I'm going to throw in some college games. The NFL slate is a little bit, uh, you know, mediocre this week. Conference championship game. Love Memphis this week against UCF. Played them tough last year. Horrific injury, unfortunately, to Milton last week for UCF. And uh, I just think that's going to be a lot for them to overcome. And, and Memphis is hungry. They, they're only, they've only lost to UCF in conference the last two years. So... I expect them to come out, and they always have a solid squad. And I'm big on Georgia this week, plus 13. Uh, they're playing Bama. Everybody loves Bama, what they can do. And I think they win that game, but this is a team in Georgia that fought them tooth and nail last year, probably should have won a national championship. They have a coach that understands how they play. They have a team that understands how to play against Bama. They won't be scared. I think that's a touchdown game at the end of the day, not a 13-point game, so I do like the Bulldogs in that. Uh, and one other NFL game to maybe keep an eye on is Minnesota-New England. Uh, I'm a big fan of Minnesota this week, plus six. Pat, I'm seeing vulnerable. They do tend to play better at home, but I think Minnesota might be the best team they have on their schedule that they've played or will play, just given the personnel they have on defense and on offense. They're going to see a lot of different looks, I think, from that defense to kind of confuse Brady a bit. Um, they're going to come after him. I don't think they're afraid to blitz him. And on offense, you know, you have two of the better wide receivers going up against a very slow linebackers and a defensive secondary that 
we'll play matchups and probably try to take Thielen away, is my guess. And uh, Dick has shown that he can be enough to maybe move that team down the field. So um, I do like Minnesota a lot this week at plus six. All right, you got two minutes to go through your fantasy yeses and nos this week, so have at it. Yeah, I think all the big, all the players are available to you this week. I think if you're looking for a no, I keep an eye on what's going on in Baltimore in their backfield. Gus Edwards has come up the last two weeks, but he didn't practice today. So keep an eye on that. Um, you know, that could maybe thrust uh, Alex Collins back into his starting role, or maybe you have to look and maybe pick up a late waiver wire addition of Ty Montgomery or Allen. But either of them aren't really that appealing uh, at the end of the day. Um, Everything else, I think, is pretty much status quo. I love Jared Goff this week. Love Mahomes. Um, you know, if you're really desperate, you know, you can you can maybe take a dart throw at Chase Daniels. He did have a good game last week um, against Detroit. He is going up against the Giants, but I, I think other than that, there's nothing that's really to me screaming out, "Oh, we need to make this change or that change in our lineup." Because at this point in the year, everything is pretty much settled. Like I mentioned last weekend. Um, you know, this is maybe the time of year where you look for defensive defensive uh, gems. So a, a defense like Denver might be great to pick up this week against Cincinnati, Kansas City against Oakland, Seattle against San Fran, um, Miami against Buffalo could be a sneaky play this week. So um, I think this type, time of year you look more for defensive matchups than you do maybe perhaps player matchups. Um, all right, in 20 seconds... The biggest fantasy surprise this year, besides Le'Veon Bell not playing, has been? I'd say there's two, and I was lucky enough to draft both these players. Thielen has been an absolute monster. He leads the league in a lot of different categories. You know, I thought he'd have a solid year. I didn't think he'd have a year like this. And if you were lucky enough to get James White, James White has been a top 10 running back all year. He's had two down games. But I think that's because they're trying to limit him a little bit. I think in the stretch run where they got to put teams away, he's going to be back to his normal self and he's going to get his normal run. But James White has been an absolute steal if you draft him for any of your teams. Danny Flecka, thank you as always for coming on Teeing It Up. No problem, man. Have a good night. Thank you for listening.